Welcome to Rehab for Runners, the podcast for runners who are ready to get out of pain and run with more confidence. Dr. Lisa will guide you with the clarity you need to unleash your potential with tools, practical tips, and exercises so you can enjoy your runs and exceed your goals. It's that time of year again. It's spring, which means more races. And I don't know about you, but if I need some sort of motivation, I just need to run in a race or watch a race because that might be the best motivation to keep going. It is always so inspiring. This past weekend, I just ran a local 10K and we just had Boston. We just had London. So I feel like when there's all these elite athletes that come together, you can't help but be inspired. And I just think that's truly incredible. The 10K that I ran in Richmond, Virginia was one that Kiera D'Amato also ran, who is one of my favorite all-time runners, as well as a lot of collegiate athletes. And what was cool about this race was that it wasn't a loop. It was an up and back, which meant that while you were going up before you turned around at the halfway point, you could see the police and the elite athletes just coming through and you could cheer them on. And I just was like, oh my gosh, this is probably the best part of the race. Talk about some strong runners. They looked almost like their, and I say this with good intentions, but their body was a machine. Every single thing that they did throughout their running form was working for them. Everything was rhythmic, which was amazing to see. Their stride just looked so strong. Their push-off was so strong. And it went by so fast because they're just absolutely hauling it and just going so fast. But just seeing that was like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely incredible. This is so inspiring. So if you ever get the chance to see an elite runner perform and run in a race near you, I highly recommend it. But let's fast forward. We finished the race or maybe you have a race coming up and you're kind of like wondering, what do I do after this race? Or maybe you haven't even thought about it because you're just focused on the training plan and the race. But what you do after race is actually very, very important. So if you just ran a race, your healing time and the amount of time that your body needs to recover is going to depend on your distance. It's also going to depend on your experience. So if you just ran your first half marathon, your recovery time is going to be a little different versus someone who has maybe run their 10th half marathon and has maybe a higher weekly mileage built up. So everything is going to be a little bit personalized, but I'm going to give you some general rules. I like to focus on six main things after a race. So understand that all of this recovery and tissue repair is happening at a cellular level. So you're not going to be, maybe you're a little sore, but you're not going to be seeing what's happening to your muscles and your tissues. 
Let's go over these six main topics that you should be focusing on after a race in order to really make sure that you're recovering well and your tissues and your muscles are able to recover and heal so you can get back to your baseline. So the first thing that I like to focus on is fuel. You're going to be hungrier after a race. So I want you to focus on carbs and proteins. Fats are very important too, but mostly carbs and proteins, especially the longer distance, the more proteins and carbs that you're going to need. And the whole idea behind that is to just refuel your tissues, refuel your energy systems so everything can repair and you can get back to baseline. So I like to think of fuel as something that is going on for pretty much weeks after a race, especially if you're running a high, higher mileage race. So if you think about carbs and proteins, my go-to is always like a sandwich or a breakfast sandwich if it's early in the morning. And the whole idea is that you're just fueling your tissue so they can repair and you can get back to baseline. The next topic that is very important, not only for after a race, before a race, or as you increase your mileage, is and also injury prevention is sleep. Make sure that you take the time to get that adequate amount of sleep because that is where all of your tissue repair is pretty much happening. It happens when you're awake for sure, but most of that repair happens as you're sleeping and specifically when you're in REM sleep. So if you take the time to make sure that you're getting even, I know this might sound crazy, but eight to nine hours of sleep after a race, that is going to put, set your body up for success in terms of recovery. Don't be surprised if you find yourself more fatigued or tired or you're sleeping more as your mileage increases or post-race. That's very normal. And like I said, it's just because that's where the recovery happens. That's where the tissue repair happens. Moving on to the third topic that you should be focusing on after race, and that is mobility. And with mobility, mobility is your joints range of motion. And that's one thing that I pretty much allow (laughs) you to do after a race. So you're not going to want to run after a race. You're not going to want to strength train after a race. Cause like I said, your body's recovering, it's repairing, and you want to make sure that you give your body the appropriate amount of time to repair or else it really does increase your risk for injury. It increases burnout. It increases fatigue because your muscles aren't going to be able to perform a hundred percent if they're tired and they're broken down and they're in that process of recovering. And even if you can't see that it's happening, it's happening at that cellular level. So that's when you really just need to respect the time frame that it takes for healing. So in terms of mobility, I like to recommend dynamic exercises. So dynamic movements where you're flowing in and out of a motion that's really just focusing on increasing your joints range of motion. This isn't happening with a resistance band or necessarily a weight. And after a race, it's usually happening on your back or on your side or even your stomach where you're trying to bring your body back to homeostasis. You're not trying to increase the stress of it at all. You're not trying to prepare your body for movement necessarily like a dynamic warm up. You're just trying to gently increase that range of motion. So it shouldn't be anything painful. It should really be relaxing. You're focusing on your breathing and you're just trying to 
decrease that joint stiffness and decrease any soreness. Moving on to the fourth aspect of what you should be focusing on after a race, and that is just some gentle walks. This goes pretty much hand in hand with mobility, where you're just trying to move your joints around, get some gentle blood flow going throughout your tissues and your muscles, because because at the end of the day, increasing that blood flow is going to help with repair. You just don't want to add too much of that load while your body's repairing. So that's when mobility and walks really come into play. So in terms of walks, nothing crazy, nothing strenuous. You're just going for a leisurely walk and you're not necessarily focusing on pace. You're just really going out to decrease that joint stiffness, get a little bit of movement in because after a race, as much as we want to rest and recover and repair, which we should be doing, there needs to be a little bit of balance between resting and gentle movement. So you don't want to be on, quote, bed rest for two weeks as you recover and repair those tissues. That's going to leave you incredibly stiff, incredibly stiff and incredibly sore And the whole idea behind recovering and repairing is for us to get back to that baseline, get back to our nervous system's homeostasis, and that's not necessarily going to help you if you're just on bed rest. You're just sitting on the couch doing absolutely nothing for weeks and weeks. So try to practice balancing out a little bit of mobility and movement as well as resting and sleeping and recovering. The fifth aspect of recovering after a race is all about getting your electrolytes back in your system. So as you sweat, you sweat out sodium and in order for your muscles to contract properly and make sure you're not cramping, make sure they can contract and work at 100% of their strength, you have to have enough sodium and potassium in your system. So if we're sweating out sodium, all of a sudden our electrolyte levels are a little bit off, especially if it's a humid race or a hot race, or you know that you maybe sweat a little bit more, then you want to make sure that right after your race, you're refueling your electrolytes. So that might look like you're popping a noon tablet in your water. You're drinking a coconut water or my favorite mixing the two where you dump coconut water in a cup and you drop one noon tablet and it just tastes so good. That's my favorite way to get my electrolytes back in the system. I know there's a ton of potassium inside coconut water. You can also have a banana with a noon tablet or or your favorite electrolyte drink where you're just making sure that you're not only drinking water. Of course, you're going to want water after a race and making sure you stay hydrated. You want to make sure that you're getting enough sodium and potassium after you finish a race as well as weeks after the race, because that's when you're still going to be working on refueling and replenishing those electrolytes. The sixth aspect to recovering after a race, and I've touched on this a little bit, but that's rest. And like I said, you want to kind of balance out mobility and walks as well as your rest and your sleep. But I wanted to touch on rest because I can't tell you how many times I've had runners come up to me and say that they all of a sudden have knee pain after a race. And I asked them, have you been running since your race? Oh yeah, I ran, you know, 10 miles after my race. 
So they're not giving their body enough time to recover and repair. And what's happening at that cellular level where you can't really see it is there's inflammation happening in your joints and your muscles and your tissues. And even if maybe your knee doesn't look swollen, that doesn't mean that the inflammation's not happening. And the reason the inflammation and the inflammatory cells are important in each of your tissues and your muscles and your joints is because that's what's triggering the healing process. So we don't want to necessarily take away that inflammation and that inflammatory response. It's very key to promote healing, but we have to respect it. So if your joints and your tissues are already a little bit inflamed and now you go run on them, you might have a little bit of pain after because now you're adding more load to this inflammation and this healing process and that is not recommended. So in terms of rest, let's go over the time frame for healing after different distances because this is really important and this is where you want to stay and focus on those six aspects that we just talked about. Because even if you have a lot of experience with running and you just ran maybe a marathon or an ultra, the healing frame still stays relevant. It doesn't mean because you have more experience that your healing frame is non-existent. Your body is still healing. You still want to listen to these time frames and make sure that you're taking the appropriate steps throughout the time frame. It also might mean if you have more experience or you're used to running in that mileage of a race that you feel better after. You feel less stiff. You feel like you're good to go. But just because you feel like, you know, you've recovered and you're good to go, that doesn't mean that your body is still not repairing. Okay. So make sure that you're still listening to these time frames because the last thing you want is to get injured, right? So let's go through the time frame. In terms of a 10K, you want to give yourself about three to five days to recover. Now, this is assuming that you went all out for your race. This is assuming that you were running at you know, a pretty fast pace for yourself, that race pace. This isn't assuming that you were just leisurely going out there and not necessarily giving it your all, which is perfectly okay if you don't do that during a race. But this time frame is just assuming that you were trying to do your absolute best running at your absolute fastest pace for that day. So in terms of a 10K, it's about three to five days. In terms of a half marathon, it jumps up to about seven to 10 days. Okay. And then in terms of a full marathon, that jumps up to about 10 to 14 days. And that's still, the full is pretty similar with a 50K. And in terms of a 100K or even a 100 miler, you're looking at three to four weeks. So listening to those recovery times, you might be shocked, you might be, and it might be eye-opening for you. And that's okay. We're all learning here. We're all trying to continue to run. We're all trying to run for years and years to come without pain. So this, these guidelines are just to help protect your body. Think about the elite athletes. They're only racing two, maybe, maybe three races a year. And there's a reason for that. Their reasoning is they need to recover, they need to repair, but most of us aren't elite athletes. So we really do need to listen to our body. We really do need to focus on this recovery and this repair. 
and treating our body with that respect for the amount of healing that it needs and the time frame it needs for that healing. I hope this episode was helpful. Make sure you save it if you have a race coming up and I would love if you gave me a review or rated this podcast below. I will talk to you next time. Bye.